the dog responds to its presence being acknowledged. So, like, if we're on the couch and the dog is hanging out in her pen or on the floor, we will peek up over the couch on our, our phone, like, s- s- fucking submarine telescope style, being like, what is the dog up to? And without fail, the dog will eventually notice her. Scrump will notice her. Stop calling her the dog. And just, like, shoot the camera, this image, like, this face of disgust and disdain. It's like, human, what are you doing? <laughs> And, like, every single time, it's just, like, how do you have this much face? How how do you have, like, this, like, you're a dog. How do you know what disappointment in mankind is? Oh, it's simple. I've seen the pictures you sent me when I couldn't get my internet up. I know the level of disdain your dog has. My fucking thuggy-ass dog who's like, God, that was so good. Let me make you an offer you cannot refuse. I am displeased with you, Charlie. I'm sorry, Scrumped. I don't like being displeased. I was very terrified. I was, it was like, uh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Yes, yeah, like, I'm sorry. I have a collection of my dog just giving me these like looks of like, you know, I killed people for them, right? Wicked awesome cast episode one ten. We are, we are back after a very long hiatus. Two Maybe weeks. To, two weeks. Mainly because my internet provider up here blows ass. Anyway, I am Mave Online, aka well, Ag Alex, aka Mave Online. Are AKA you Mave Online? You left LA. Like, don't you have to leave your like gamer tag with you when you move? Aren't you like no, Woods Boy Nine Nine Two now or something? No, no, no. It's cool because what I did is I applied for a change of address thing for my gamer tag, and that worked out. Oh. So everything should get the post office does it. You can do it with your gamer tag. It works out just fine. I didn't have to change my name either. Come on now. But yeah. Uh, yes, welcome. I am, of course, Alex Mave Online, and I am here today with Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak, or my favorite, Mord4K, Fuck which you. never gets old. <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah. Two weeks since we've done our last podcast. We were that blown by uh, E3 that we just like, nope, fuck this podcast. I also had scheduling hell trying to get our guests on where it was like, hey, can you do Thursday at 5 5 p.m. East Coast time? No. Well, dude, if you're doing freaking 5 a.m., I'm like, even I won't do 5 a.m. It was a bit (laughs) batty. I was like, yeah. I'm busy. I'm like, okay, cool. That's fine. We should make this work, though. Um, When are you available? Oh, like Tuesday at 9 a.m. in the morning. I got work. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Unfortunately, I was kind of at the beholden. Well, I was at the uh, mercy of Comcast, which is my provider now. Have you and... ever had Comcast before? No. I oh, had Time Warner. Prepare for that just ever so uncomfortableness that comes with dealing with Comcast. I've Time Warner is evil. Comcast is evil-er. Yeah, I, I can tell. I'm actually going to share my stories with Comcast with you uh, when we go into our little updates. But boy, do I have some doozy of a story for you. I, I will warn. They are they are predictably evil. I guess though, where Time Warner cables like we're going to totally change how we do everything because reasons. Yeah, we're Spectrum exactly. now. Why? No, that's that's Time Warner that changed the spectrum. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, Comcast is at least predictable, and they're like they'll do the same evil thing 
every time consistently. Yeah, well, it's very true to that, like, okay, you feel bad? Well, then go ahead and rub your... I'm going to rub my nipples. Yeah, it, it's... How bad it oh, is. it's the fucking South Park episode all over. It absolutely fucking... So... But yeah, uh, we're back. 110. We finally made it work. So now that I have internet, so all is going well. Um, so yeah, let's just get into it then. Do you sure. want to share your week? Yeah, why not? Um, I, I feel as though I'm about to kind of like close some weird dark circle in my life. Uh-huh. So if you rewind like way the fuck back when to like eight-year-old Charlie, pre-video game Charlie and shit like that, you had Charlie who played um, Warhammer 40,000 and like through much of my adolescent and teenage life kind of like bounced on and off that prof- that uh, hobby and then eventually said, fuck this, I'm out. Like, I can't do this anymore, whatever. And, like, got back into War Machines briefly in college, or got into War Machines briefly in college and played some after college. But, like, for the most part, was kind of done with the collectible tabletop world. And so I've been playing Starfinder a bunch since we um last had our last episode. It's, that's still a lot of fun. I'm getting back into how the hell you play that, like, how you, how you play a tabletop RPG. But because I'm now, like, in an environment where I'm exposed to tabletop shit like i'm around 40k models a lot so i'm like man they like i forgot how fucking cool these were but like no never again i'm never gonna play a game where it's like oh move 400 pieces in a turn kind of thing and then roll a billion dice to figure out what you did that was my saving grace uh-huh. uh, recently it came out that um games workshop the people behind that are like yo we're making something called kill team and i'm like What's that? You can use 40k models in it. Oh, it's like five or ten models. Oh, and it's totally new battle system. Oh, and it's skirmish. I I do love me some skirmish. Yeah, and it's back and forth, not turn-based. God fucking damn it. I'm not back in, but I, I, I Jeff texted me he's been listening to this shit, so... Yeah, there, there there's a very real chance in the next, in the next year, depending on what the rules for... Warhammer 40,000 kill team wind up being, I will be playing that again. Especially because, like, yeah, like, you can, like, your character has, like, progression and stuff like that. And, like, it has real RPG elements, meaning, like, if you win enough, you will level up and shit. And I'm like, that is fucking cool. And then on top of that, they're, like, talking about how, yeah, it's using a similar battle system to the, like, traditional pen and paper RPG we're putting out along the same lines. And it's just a moment of. Where was this stuff back when I was, like, 17 or 18, back when I still played? Like, I don't want to be back into this shit, but, like, the itch never goes away, apparently. Yeah, I lots of tabletop stuff going on, but at the same time, speaking of my dark circle, I, I'm back in Destiny 2. Really? Yeah. It is weird going back to that game after, like, not really touching it since Osiris. I played the... The Warmind DLC, but not really. Like, I got through it, and then I'm like, okay, fuck it, whatever. I didn't explain any kind of stuff around it. They have added a lot of stuff to that game I didn't know about. The Like, the faction rallies do work differently. A bunch of the reward stuff works a lot better than it used to. I Like, now that I'm taking a wider look out and kind of being like, okay, what's this, what are the systems in the game currently? I'm a little more optimistic about what Forsaken is. It It's got some stuff going on I like. Oh, it's funny you mentioned getting back to Destiny because I am currently um, 
in the process of reinstalling myself. So choices. Yeah. I know. I'm kind of. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I was talking to a couple friends of mine, and I'm like, well, I want to give Destiny another shot just because, like, you know, it's 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 fun. Like, I had fun playing it despite. Yeah, the, it is one of the best playing games out there. Yeah. So. Finally, I'm like, all right, fine. So actually, now that I have internet again, I started downloading that so I can kind of jump into it and see what uh what it's about now. But... It's it, there's some stuff in there. It's a little. It's it's not overtly obvious the moment you get back into it, and maybe it was because I got back in during a faction rally where there is kind of the most to do. But yeah, it's that game is better than it was at launch. They they've fixed some stuff I didn't know they were fixing and. I will also go as far to say, at least on the PS4, the average player has gotten a lot worse. Oh, really? I am, I, having not touched that game in, like, a while, really, I am very good at that game still. <laughs> like, kill counts for strikes and stuff like that that are the other two people added together times two. Yeah, I, well, I was experiencing that when I first started. Like, I was consistently putting out the most, like, kills in a, uh, like in the game in general. Well, you like use swords in Crucible too. No, no, I mean, in like in just the normal PVE stuff. That's fair, yeah. So, where I rarely have ever used swords in that. Yeah, I. It's it's weird. Like it's the average player, at least in the. I, I'm not touching the Crucible stuff. I touched it as much as I had to to get through some milestones, but like the the PVE stuff I've been touching, it's like I am a lot better at this than the majority of the rest of you and. It may be that, like, I have to grind up my player rank, because there is some behind-the-scenes matchmaking, but, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying with that, but, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm kind of excited to see what it will look like. Yeah, I am, I, I'm genuinely excited about the Forsaken now. It's, the game's in a cool spot, I think, where it's, like, it's poised to really kind of expand on itself in a good way, and... It's weird for me to say that because even when I was playing Warmind, I was kind of, eh. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm not putting in like 20 hours a week into that game like I did back in Destiny One. I, I like I played like a bunch during Faction Rally and like two or three hours since Faction Rally ended last week. So, like I'm not back back, but I'm like, no, I actually played like Destiny. I I played some. I'm putting time in. I'm I'm changing stuff again. I'm like. It, it may be the fact that I'm like, okay, I wanted to have all the DLC on my PS4 done before I did, before Forsaken came out. I wanted to have like a character I liked where they were at gear-wise, and my Titan is there right now. I'm like, yeah, I like your build. You're doing it. I like your guns. <laughs> but in completely non-video game related stuff, or even gaming related really, uh, we're on Spotify now. What? That's the, the Wicked Awesome cast is now on Spotify. I leap, I have I leapt through those godforsaken hoops. Huh. Yeah, we're on there if you want to go check us out. I, I only mentioned that because it took like a week to get done of like pestering them. But probably the most important thing I've been up to. So, uh, weekend you leave town, the pirate invasion of Long Beach happens. Of course it does. It's pretty cool. I had a giant pineapple drink. Nice. It was a pirate-based uh, renaissance festival kind of along the coastline of Long Beach. I, It was free, so I can't really talk that much shit about it, but I'm like, yeah, this is kind of junk, but also it's kind of awesome. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that was a thing. Is this the first year? Second thing, year, or? I think. Second? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's okay. newish. Yeah. No, but that's about kind of what I've been up to, like, playing a couple things here and there. I 
I'm playing around with a couple games. Like, I, I go back to Warframe now. Like, oh, we're doing stuff in Warframe, and I'm checking that. Like, mostly I am reminded of the fact that, like, the time after E3 to, like, mid-July, I don't want to fucking play video games. It's... I'm, like, sitting there after E3 being like, man, I don't want to play any of this shit I already own. Mm-hmm. I want to play that shit I just saw videos for. So, yeah, recovering, playing with my dog some, trying to do stuff around the house. Nothing super exciting on my end, unlike you. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, hanging out with your dog. When you say hanging out with your dog, do you, at the whim and will of the mafia don known as Scrump? Well, yeah, that too, but yeah, if it's it's more we're doing drive-bys on fools. Ah, of course. I just picture my dog like paw out the window, holding just a, like an Uzi or something, just drive-bying suckers while wearing sunglasses. It's adorable and terrifying. Yeah. No. So, um. There's this. Uh, oh yeah. So, uh, I don't think the public knows what you sent me when I had told you that my internet was down, and it was a very terrifying picture of your dog very upset with me, and also referencing that they're going to send very legitimate business friends over to take care of me. I am learning my dog has nothing but legitimate business friends. Yes, exactly. Very much legitimate business friends, which I was probably terrified with. Yeah, no, uh, but your dog is fucking adorable, and I keep track of all the pictures. It's great. (laughs) Yep. Oh. Well, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're recovering well. Uh, how much longer do you still have on the? I don't know. Uh, week after this, uh, the week of this podcast, going up and have the doctor's appointment. I, so I wouldn't talk about this too much more. Like we moved on to the weird part of PT, where it's like, hey, um, we're gonna start making you move your arm, and you've lost a bunch of muscles. So very basic things were going to be hard. Like I'm still wearing the sling more often than I'm not, but also like. A uh, physical therapist beat the shit out of me the Friday before this recording and, like, fixed my arm up a bunch. I have, I am progressing positively. It's not as fast as maybe I'd want, but I think it's about as fast as is typical. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, like, you gotta understand, like, when my, when I, before I had the surgery, me and my doctor were talking, it was this, like, bizarre conversation of, like, so it'll be, like, three or four months where you can, like, dribble a basketball again, and my reaction to that was... I don't care if I ever dribble a basketball ever again with my left arm. When can I sleep on it again? That's my but, sleeping shoulder. But, I mean, like, I thought you had dreams. You had hoop dreams, man. You're going to ball up them fools in L.A. How yeah, are yes. you going to do it now? No, no, you're, you're confused. I moved to L.A. to manage people that can play basketball. With your very legitimate business? Yes, team? the most legitimate of business. Yes. <laughs> My very legitimate management company. Yes. We will le- fight name for it? our clients. Very, is that the name of it? Very legitimate uh, business company? Yes. Of course it is. It's very legitimate. The name conveys what it is. <laughs> Definitely not a front for the drug trade management company. We will not use your mediocre athletes as drug mules, the talent agency. Oh, man. But, yeah, I, that's that's kind of all I've been up to, really. I've pretty boring on my end I, june's a weird month for me just because it's it's been hot as shit here too actually so like i played starfinder the day before recording this for a long time and i did nothing but like 
we all were just sitting there in sweat because like the place's AC could not fight LA heat right now. So as a result, like you go outside, you're like, all right, I'm going back inside where it's not that out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know anything too much about this heat other than like it's like eighty something degrees out here. Yeah. So hot. You're kind of in the weather that I grew up in that used to, like, oh, I forgot about this. There's one thing that makes me super excited about this. You've never lived a place with humidity before. No, guess not. Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> what, what, what's going on? What are you... What? Uh, nothing. You're good. I'm looking forward to your first spring. Because <laughs> you know what sucks? 106 degree heat. You know what's worse? 80 degree heat with 100% humidity. Oh. Well, that's why I'm investing in fans and... Uh, fans don't AC. do shit! Brew <laughs> AC, portable AC unit. AC doesn't do shit against humidity. I'll figure it out. It cannot be stopped. I'll figure it out. Leave me alone. I guess speaking of you figuring it out, uh, we took two weeks off because of you. I guess, not, not because of you, not to blame <laughs> you, but... You're the one with more eventful stuff going on. What the hell have you been up to in two weeks? Like, you moved uh, or something? Yeah. You, you no I, longer reside in L.A., as we may have just conveyed? This is confirmed. I am no longer living in the City of Angels. I have now moved to Stumptown, baby. Portland. Is that what they call Not it? Not Maine. Oregon. It's one of the nicknames. Ah. Uh. Yeah. I, I'm now living in Portland. And I have to say, so far, I... Well, so let's give a little backstory. We've talked about how I've moved around the country a bunch before I wound up in L.A. Like, this is your first, like, more than, like, a week outside of L.A. kind of ever to a certain extent, right? Uh, I mean, I've been at places longer, but yeah, pretty much. As far as living, this is the farthest I've ever lived yeah. from my original home. Yes. So, yeah. Um. So I finally moved up here to Portland, and I've... I've, I've I go out and walk my dogs. There's so many fun places to go walk them. Like, traffic is fucking great. It's funny when I hear people out here talk about, like, oh, man, traffic's really bad. There's, like, a five-minute pileup or a buildup on the freeway. And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, you silly, silly Oregonians. You fools. Yeah. I'm just like, no, I'm good. Although it does throw me off because I'm so used to, like, wanting to, fucking like, head out super early out of like you know just practice and habit that like i get there super early i'm like oh this place that's like five miles is literally only 10 minutes away mm -hmm. it's not like 30 or 20 something minutes just to get there no it's literally just <laughs> the time it's supposed to be so that part is a lot of fun so far i mean i guess it's, i'm still in the honeymoon phase but i absolutely love it up here sure uh the move Makes me want to pull my fucking eyes out of my head. But it's all done now, for the most part. I still, since my old place, I technically did not have a living room. This is kind of a weird little thing I'm trying to put together. So I got to get a sofa and entertainment center set up for the living room. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. And I have way more space. My old apartment was like, Somewhere over 400 square feet. This one is closer to like 780 square feet. So, yeah. It's... <laughs> so much space for activities. Exactly. But, um, yeah. So let me... Let's, let's, 
been down the list here. So, like, I, have you been set up enough to actually do any gaming? Yeah, no, my my gaming setup is already done. So I'm I'm good there as far as like my my PC goes. My consoles are still kind of sitting in limbo at the moment. Sure. Yeah, you know, I once I get like a living room entertainment center, they're gonna go there, and it's close to my routers, so they'll be able to get online as well. Um, and still close enough that if I need to, uh, capture on my um, on my PC, I, it's it's close enough I could do that. So I'm happy about that because the PC is in the living room, of course. Um, I still have boxes of shit I still need to go through though because I didn't realize how much like stuff I have until I packed. Yeah. And how much stuff I still have to like unpack. So living room is still a bunch of boxes. Some of it is like stuff I need to throw out. Some of it is stuff I still need to go through. Because I think near the end of packing, I was just like, fuck this. And I just threw everything in boxes that I could. Okay, so a little pro tip for you. Right when you think like, hey, I could probably like get most of the rest of this done in like a week or two or weekend or three or four. Break your shoulder. It makes it way easier to finish that process. Yeah. I, I'm, I, oh. <sighs> well, yeah, no, um, sooner or later I'll be fully unpacked, but as of right now, most of the essentials and some stuff here and there is unpacked. I still have some stuff to go through. Yeah. So, um, now that I finally have internet, which I'll get into last because I want to, I want to give this its own separate spot at the end of the whole thing. Uh, moving was a big old pain in the ass, but it's all done, so I'm happy about that. Uh, I think I, 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 I'm enjoying just living out here. So many parks. Yeah, it's new. Which is really nice. Yeah, it's new, and I really But as far as some of the gaming stuff goes, now that I finally have internet again, I'm also on the, I think I had mentioned before, installing Destiny 2 and giving that another shot. It's a weird feeling, isn't it? It is, because I'm like, man, I'm so mad about this game, but at the same time, I'm like, there was some fun I had in this game. So... I'm going to reinstall it and give it another good go, and we'll see how it goes. But um, we're going to talk about options later today. But, yeah, no, I, I figured it's, it's time to give it another shot. And speaking of, I actually played a new game. So not to just play the old one, but play the new one. Um, have you played Divinity Original Sin 2? I have. I like this game. Yes. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I would have, but like I've jumped into it. It's got very much the elements of like a pen and paper D and D. It is very much based off it. Yeah, and it 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 plays pretty well. I gotta say, it is long. Yeah, no, that it absolutely fucking is. But I like the the flexibility and everything you can do with that, like the, the game itself. So, um, yeah, no, I like it a lot. So, I kind of started dabbling it in it last night. So. I'll, I'll be playing that and kind of seeing how far I can get with that because I'm playing a nice campaign with a couple friends. Mm. But um, I do like, apparently I noticed you can make your own campaign and people can play through your campaign, which is kind of cool. So, and there's a couple mods here and there you can do to kind of really make the experience fun. Yeah. There used to be a game called Neverwinter Nights that was similar. Yeah, I've heard of that one. But yeah, no, Divinity 2 is a lot of fun. Uh, for those of you guys who haven't tried it, if you want to kind of Get something close to like a pen and paper D and D experience. I guess this would be it because it has a lot of those RPG elements. You build up your stats and your character sheet and all that jazz. So it, I like it. It's pretty. It's, it's simple but fun for people who are familiar with the genre. I guess. Um, last and certainly not least, motherfucking Comcast. 
So, uh, where do I start with this? So, I before I left, maybe like a couple days before, I scheduled my install and everything with Comcast. Did they, okay, I'm going to do the self-install kit. I don't need any of your equipment. I got my own router and modem. You don't have to send me anything. Just get me connection. So, I get, I, I move in, or I get settled in here. I call them. This is June 22nd or 21st. I call them on a Friday. And they tell me, yeah, no, okay, it looks like there's something they still need to do on the outside part to get everything settled in. So, we're just going to schedule a check to come out and help you out tomorrow. I'm like, okay, cool, that works. Like, yeah, they'll be there between 8 and, what was it, 9 and 12. I'm like, okay, that works for me. Thank you. Uh, 9 and 12 passes. No, nothing happened. So I'm like, okay. Oh, they um, meant 9 a.m. and 12 a.m., dude. Oh, no, it gets better. Trust me. Let, let me take you on this journey of Comcast. So I finally um, call them after, like, maybe 1 o'clock or whatever, 1 or 2. And I'm like, hey, so I had an appointment for today, and no one showed up. So I'm kind of wondering what's going on. And the technician looks at my account, and he's like, "Oh yeah, no, they're on their way. Um, let me give you, let me get your number so I can have them call you and kind of sort stuff out." Like, okay, cool. So the guy told me they're about an hour away, like give or take, from being at my place. Like they'll be there within the hour. Um, and here, let me get your phone number. So he proceeds to get my phone number. Hour passes. Lo and behold, this gentleman or lady does not show up. So I'm like, okay. Uh, so I called later in the day. Maybe like two hours later, I'm like, I'll give them benefit of the doubt. Maybe they got a long install. So I called them. And uh, I'm like, hey, so I had an appointment for 9 a.m. or 9 to 12. No one showed up. And uh, now it's like 4 or 5 o'clock and nobody's still here. And they told me there would be somebody here within the hour the second time I called. And they checked my account and lo and behold, I never had an appointment in the calendar. At least that's what I was told by whoever the fuck this was. So I'm sitting here thinking, so I just literally spent most of my day <clears throat> for that nothing. sounds like Comcast, unfortunately. Like, last time I dealt with them, I was in an apartment in Pittsburgh at the time, and I literally, like, saw the Comcast guys coming out of a different building, and I was like, yo, do you guys, are you guys almost done? They're like, yeah, we're getting off shit soon. I'm like, do you want to do my place real quick and, like, get an extra one in that you're not scheduled for? And they're like, hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I should have done that. But no, it's I, I was getting away with it because it was like every college student ever was moving into like a block of apartments, so I was just waiting for the Comcast guy to show up and I'm like, You're Comcast people. Well the thing is there was a truck here the same day I was supposed to have somebody here. Oh, you have to go track from... that truck down then and be like, yo Yeah. But they were working on a neighbor's house or something. Yeah, you like talk that. to them and say, Hey, when you're done here, can you come do mine? That's that's like the best way of dealing with it. Yeah. Well, Lo and behold, they, they, I did not do that, and they told me the closest appointment after that would be two weeks from that day. Mind you, my service is active, apparently, so I am paying for a service that I don't have connected. Yep. Um, so I'm telling the guy, so my account is active, and it says it's up and running. What am I supposed to do for two weeks? Like, oh, well, once it gets connected, you can call them back, and they can give you a, uh, a reimbursement or a cost, whatever fuck I'm going to call it, that they do, so... I'm like, okay, we'll see how this goes. So later today after this podcast, I'm going to call Comcast and try to get my credits for that. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, so finally, two weeks passed. I was able to 
call back and say, hey, maybe I can get an earlier appointment. Nope. Apparently, they can put you on a list to see if somebody else cancels. Never, never heard back. But I was checking the, uh, I have the app. I guess they're Xfinity app. So I was checking in every day. And lo and behold, um, I saw an opening for a Friday instead of Sunday, which is when we're recording this podcast today. And, uh, yeah, I was able to steal that appointment up early, early for Friday. And they finally came out. And you know what really pisses me off? It took them fucking 15 minutes to get everything up and running. Oh, yeah, no. I, for a long-ass time, I have been known to run my own cables prior to the cable guys even showing up. So they just have to, like, just give me power or give me the system yeah. set up. <clears throat> yeah, no, I guess there. I got to find the box. I guess something was unplugged or disconnected there because the previous tenants, I guess, kind of were shitty people. Yeah. So, because the apartment's wired for cable internet. Like, it's already set up. It's built into the wall. So, they didn't have to drill anything. So, needless to say, I was very upset. But, it's okay. I have internet now. And then the first, well, the second night I have internet, I stayed up till about 5 a.m. playing games. Don't you love how when you don't have internet, you're like, I can, whatever, I'll do, and then it comes back, and you just, like, wake up the next day just hung over, you're like, oh, oh, the internet's back. Yeah. I got so much done. Like, I was like, oh, I'll get this. And then I was also going to sleep really early. Like, it was 10 o'clock, 11 yeah. o'clock, I'm like, man, I'm sleepy. Yeah. I'm going to bed. Yeah. So, It's guess- almost as though access to a variety of social media accounts and stuff to do has made us worse people. Yeah. <laughs> But I will say, like, I've been getting a lot of sleep, and, oh, my God, sorry. Um, I've been getting a lot of sleep and just kind of drinking a lot more water as a result of not having internet. But now that I have internet, I've gone back to... You know, less internet, more water consumption. Yeah, so now I'm pounding Red Bulls and staying up all night because I have internet again. (laughs) I just need to get my fucking Mountain Dew Baja Blast from (laughs) the store, and I'm fucking set, dude. Full fucking circle. Get your Doritos. Yeah, after this, I'm going to fucking Arby's. I'm going to pound down fucking oh, Arby's. Get that meat mountain. mountain. Yep, Baja Blast. All the horrible stuff. Does Arby's have a Baja Blast? It doesn't, but apparently the, the, the supermarkets around here sell it in cans and bottles. Oh, yeah, you can get that now, I guess. Yeah, so I'm going to go pound some fucking Mountain Dew. Fuck yes. Everything so. about this conversation makes me sad now. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, other than that, I guess even I've heard all the stereotypes of Comcast, and lo and behold, boy, did they not fucking disappoint. It's they seriously did not. Fucking yeah, disappoint. no, it's it's real. <clears throat> Thank you, Comcast. Thank you. Everybody here either works for Comcast or can get connected to Comcast. Uh, thank you for finally giving me the service I've been paid for. Allegedly, if you tweet at their, um, like, trouble support account or something on Twitter, it's, like, one of the fastest ways of actually getting something done through them. Yeah. I I didn't feel like being that guy at the moment, so... Eh. That's fair. There are plenty of things I could have done that would have been a lot better. Lo and behold, as long as everything's working right now, I'm okay. Can't be too mad. I've got good speed, so I'm happy. No, Sure. It's about all you can ask for. Yep. So I am happy. <laughs> yeah, that's it for me, man. Um, I'll keep you guys posted my adventures. Man, with two weeks off, you'd expect us to have been like, back and we did X, Y, and Z. We played so much shit. But no, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I just... <laughs>
I had no internet, so what could I do? This is true. You were forced to be out in Portland in nature. Yep. Fucking stunning on your coworkers. You know, I saw like so many drive-bys before I moved here. You know how many motherfuckers I was involved with dying? Don't ask. Just snapping necks for a hobby. Exactly. Yeah. I think we're done with our new. I think we're done with our week. So that means it's time for news. Uh, so this is kind of an amalgamation of news over the last couple weeks because it's post E3 and pre-September, which means there is so little gaming news out there right now. But uh, first off the bat, uh, if you really care about having a GameCube controller for that new Smash, the adapters and the controllers are available for pre-order now. Yeah. Remember how we talked about they wouldn't be doing a GameCube one? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh. I think the funniest joke along this topic I've heard is given all the, the whole crossplay thing between the Switch and the Xbox with Fortnite, someone was like, well, what if they put Smash on the Xbox One? And the immediate reaction was, oh, no one will play it. You can't plug a GameCube controller into an Xbox One. Uh, they'll find a way. <laughs> Evidently, but yeah, uh, moving on from that, uh, the Shenmue 1 and 2 re-release bundles are coming to basically everything but the Switch on August 21st. They are 29 bucks. Huh, that's interesting. I, I haven't I haven't played much of the uh, the other one. Is it just the original or the one and or two? The original two. Oh. I didn't finish the first one. I don't know. Did you ever finish those? I have played both of them. Uh, Jim of SWS fame, Dr. Jim, is a big Shenmue fan, but also only remembers being a big Shenmue fan. I I think that's one of those games that I remember not being super into when I played both of them, but was like, yeah, I get why people are all fucking all over this shit, kind of the same way people think David Cage games are great, but I think they have aged pretty badly. Uh, there's impressively cool stuff in them, and they're very much kind of a how do you make a video game just out of a relatively real life. But yeah, I don't know. I remember I enjoyed some of it because I, I played some of the first one. But I, there are parts of it that are at the time were groundbreaking and different and cool. There are a lot of games that do similar things that are just better games at this point. There's a lot of games actually that are just better games that are similar enough. Like, remember, that's from a time period where narratives in games were pretty, I don't know, infrequent, or, like, it was a narrative game, or it wasn't. Like, not to draw ire, but, like, the the Call of Duty Modern Warfare story arc across 1, 2, and 3 is better written than the Shenmue games, in my opinion, at least. I'd much rather hear someone explain it to me. But, I don't know, it, 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 that's me being too mean to Shenmue. Like, it's, I just think they've aged real badly. Yeah, probably. I mean, like, I, I think about it now, because I remember some of it, and I'm like, it wouldn't play so much good, like, so well now. Like, yeah. I don't know. Just thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I actually, I don't know if I told you, I had that experience recently with, like, a game I played before that I really liked. And it, that's Super Mario All-Stars, the RPG one. Yep. It plays really fucking wonky now, but now, it's like, well, back then it was cool, but then, God, the game played wonky as shit, so. Yeah, I... You know my stance on nostalgia and stuff like that. I think people remember a lot of games being more fun than they actually were and refuse to let go of their childhood aspects of it, but I, I've i beaten that horse into the ground too many times already on various podcasts. Yeah. Well, we'll see if Jim's 
Is Jim excited about these at all? Have you I don't know. Uh, here's the issue. Like he'll, all the Shenmue fans I know will say, like, oh, yeah, I'd love to play Shenmue again. And then when they remember that game is like a hundred hours long, go, oh, I can never play Shenmue all the way through again. <laughs> like so much of that game you forget as to what it is. Like it's the, I, I, I semi-regularly play like a hundred hour games. Like I, I, I got into Persona 5 knowing, hey, this game is at least a hundred hours long. I think I clocked in like 105 or something playtime-wise. Play like, and I was expecting that. But at the same time, I knew that going in. I think lots of people like remember very specific parts from Shenmue and forget the fact that like there's a lot of that game. And a lot of that game is go to your job, drive a forklift. I don't know. I, they're not out yet, so you can't play them. But like, I've not heard a ton of groundswell around like, holy shit, you can play Shenmue again. Like The Shenmue 3 thing also seems to have kind of died down. Where it's like, holy shit, we're getting more Shenmue. And that's been it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not really too stoked. As somebody who's played Shenmue before, uh, I'm not too stoked on even having to finish it in the first place. Yeah. Finish it, so. yep. But hey, if you're a Shenmue fan, go ahead. Have fun, guys. Indeed. Moving on from that, I guess. Uh, there have been rumors about this forever, but I guess the rumors intensified enough that it actually made news recently. That, uh, yeah, Google, specifically the Alphabet branch of Google, or I guess kind of the overarching umbrella that is alphabet within the google substructure i i don't know how it fucking works is yeah they're they're working on a video game console they have been for i swear i've heard rumors about this since at least like xbox 360 ps3 era if not earlier yeah i've been hearing rumors about this for a while but it just really flared up recently yeah well like they've bought some game companies like specifically for VR shit and stuff like that, so it doesn't not make sense, but at the same time I don't know, I can remember they they own Niantic. Google owns Niantic. Ni- oh that's right. Yeah. yeah, they do. They own that Pokemon Go. Huh. Well, uh, I don't know. Uh we'll see. I, it's just it's the thing is it's still so just like all you hear is about so and so's releasing this and it's like Yeah. There's no meat on this. So it's so hard to like oh, oh this okay, is well. purely a rumor like a thing people have been saying for easily going on a decade now like I, I wasn't kidding i remember back when like the xbox 360 and the ps3 were launching it was like like back in like the steam box is gonna come and wipe all this shit out and then the steam box came and we were all like this sucks why would i buy a bad pc for good pc prices Ah, eh, i like I said, bit of a slow news week, and kind of the rest of the news we got is kind of all bundled up into a weird transition into our main topic. So, yeah, you ready for that, I guess? Sure. <laughs> well, so kind of in a bizarre twist of fate, if you will, um, during the E3, kind of our post-E3 stuff, we talked about how uh, a bunch of games had behind-closed-doors demos or game or, or videos or whatever that kind of actually showed off more with the game. Anthem was one of them, Cyber tw- Cyberpunk 2020, 2077? Oh, God, I'm blanking on names now. I, Cyberpunk had one. I like. There was suddenly an upswell in demos and videos and gameplay that the general public, and if you weren't there and in the room, you did not get to see kind of thing. And this, uh, the week of this recording, Anthem released a 20-minute long gameplay 
video of like, hey, here's that level from E3. I do not get why this was not the E3 presentation for that game. It answers so many goddamn questions and kind of shows that stuff off really well. But it's it's out there. It's a bunch of people have different copies of it. It's officially out there too. It's narrated by Bioware, explaining how some of the stuff works. I, if you're curious about Anthem, this does the best job of explaining that. And then there's also an IGN video that's um, some of the, I believe it's the designers and directors on the game answering questions about it that are, like, the, by the two's power combined, I think I know a lot about Anthem now, in a good way. Yeah, I still have to finish the video, but, I mean, yeah. If this is, like, thorough as you're saying it is, this should have been their fucking e Yeah. Yeah, like, if, if this had been just them talking over this video, being like, okay... Here's some stuff. We're just doing a Q&A over it. That would have been the smart move because I, I I understand what this game is now, and I'm really excited for this game now. I, that's exceptional already, but yeah. At the same time, though, too, in the same week that this drops, news that Korea is getting its own version of Destiny 2 has come out. It's only on PC. It's called, um, I think it's, what's it, Guardian's <clears throat> Destiny? Des- uh, Guardian, uh, let me look it up quickly. Destiny Guardians, or Destiny colon Guardians. And mm. Tess Everest is out. Yuna is in. And the if you thought Destiny 2 had a microtransaction problem, Destiny Guardians will literally let you buy high-end gear. Oh, For God. money. <laughs> yeah. No, hey, Korea, go ahead, spend your money. Fuck that. Well, so this is pretty typical. Like, so... We're building up to our main topic with this. I, this is pretty typical for uh, for kind of the Asian market of MMOs, and it doesn't not make sense if you're going after something kind of similar to that market, but we'll talk about that more in a second. So, again, on top of this all, TennoCon has happened. And for those unclear, what TennoCon is, Warframe, you play something called a Tenno. TennoCon is the fan convention for that. Every time it happens, like some big cool reveal happens. Uh, some new open world stuff got added. There's a whole new kind of dynamic ship system they're adding to that game. Lots of cool stuff come to that game, but uh, Warframe is also the game I use to measure if a console... It's my version of Skyrim. It's not a real video game console till it runs Warframe at this point, and as part of this, it was announced that Warframe is coming to the Switch. Oh, really? For the Switch? Well, I can see that. No clue how it will work, but... it's weird with all the talk about Fortnite and people being like cross save and cross play and stuff like that. I, I, I'm forced to remember the fact that like Fortnite is on now every single console. It's coming to or coming to Switch. You can't cross save or cross play for shit on that one. Like there was a period of time where you could transfer your PC to your PS4, but that was a one way, one time option. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could do it for Xbox One at one point, but yeah, I. That's the game I most want to get. That's one of the two games I want to get crossplay on, or at least cross saving, because I play that PC version a lot. I kind of would like to play it on my PS4 every once in a while, or at least have that progression available. Mm-hmm. But yes, so kind of using all three of those topics to springboard into our main topic this week. Uh, it is apparently the week of the shooty MMO ish game. Uh, you got Destiny 2 kind of Forsaken coming out in really just three months at this point. It comes out in September. You've got Anthem launching sometime in 2019. Don't remember the exact date. And 
you've got Warframe kind of consistently Frankenstein adding on functionality that both makes it a better game and also a more confusing game. And like hypothetically, this for me, you'd have like one of these three games would be the best. And having yet to play Anthem, I'm not going to kind of rule it out or claim it the winner. But reality is, both me and Alex are fans of this style of game and then kind of off in the wings you've got other weird stuff like you have star citizen out there star citizens 3.2 alpha patch is the closest that thing's been to a game to date and that thing's definitely a game now and you now suddenly have a, a sector of video games a bunch of games are fighting for and me and alex thought it might be fun to take a step back kind of talk about like if you were designing or like what would you want out of the MMO light space shootery thing genre that we now suddenly have a genre of like it. I'm including. I'm, I'm stretching to like Borderlands as part of this. If you want to, if you want to think of it that way, like it's it's loot driven, not typical RPG element games essentially. Yeah. Um. So it's interesting now that this like. It's interesting now that you have like a wave of games that are all kind of similar coming out because we also got to include in this, which I, I don't think was mentioned, the Division Two is coming out. So. Yeah, yeah. But you've also got. I say the Division Two in. even fits in this category too, where it's like it's not one thing. It's a shooter. It's an RPG, and it appeals to people like me and you who want repeatable, grindable content in a more what I would call involved gameplay mechanic. Yeah. Because, like, okay, so I guess just to give a little background, if people don't know, I'm a big WoW fan, yeah. a big MMO player. We've talked about it a couple times, yeah. Yeah. So. And I am, um, so, sorry, I am someone who really enjoys the social aspects of MMOs and, like, the community and, like, world-building parts of it, but typically does not like the gameplay mechanics of most MMOs. Mm hmm So, I feel like it, it combines that feel of, like, grinding out for loot, but at the same time, like, it's it's the shoot 'em up run around, gun and stuff, so that's always been fun, which is part of the reason, like, a lot of people were really upset that Destiny, the first one, never came out for PC, just because, like, I, I know there was a big calling for it. Um, and now there are these options. I mean, you have, I mean, well, yes and no, and, and I'll, I'll dabble into this, because, first of all, Destiny is one of the few, other than, like, Borderlands 2, but even then, I would count Destiny more towards the MMO side of things. Yeah. That's your actual, like, MMO FPS game that's out there. All these other ones, like, let's say Division or Anthem, which is, you know, coming out in the next couple, what, years? What do they got? Like, another year or so? It's coming, it's coming out next yeah. year. Okay. So, those are all third person, which you're kind of like, eh. Like, I like, the, I like the Division a lot. But I, I, I wish it was more of... I, I wish there was a first-person view mode. And Destiny is one of the few that actually fills that void. Borderlands, of course, does do it. But it's like, Borderlands is not exactly more of an MMO. It's than lighter it. MMO than the other options on this list. Yeah. 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 Destiny 2 definitely fills that like void, so to speak. For me, anyway. So, like, right now, like as much as I complain and talk shit about Destiny 2, I think it's the closest thing to what I would want in a actual MMO FPS type game. See, first this is, person view. This is where I disagree because I'm like, the, the first person's nice, but at the same time, like, if you can justify why you're not a first person game, like, 
Warframe from first person would be terrible. I think Anthem from first person would also be terrible. Yeah. Like, no, I, I agree. Yeah. It's because it's built with the idea that you're playing in a third-person view, just like The Division. The Division in first person, I don't think would work out very well at See, all. See, I kind of wish The Division was first person. Uh, so do I. But I wish that game played more like Siege. Yeah. But, alas, that is not the case. But, um, yeah, like, Destiny's the one of the few that actually really does kind of get it right, as far as, like, combining the MMO elements with an actual first-person shooter. Nothing wrong with third-person, but... See, I just kind of, as a preference. If I was going to scale it back and say which one do I think is doing it kind of the best, I'd have to say Warframe. Like, it's... There are part, uh, there are large chunks of Warframe that I, I'm not going to say I don't like, but don't hook me in the same way that stuff from Destiny has in the past. But from a, like, MMO feel, Warframe is the closest I kind of... That, that really is their out there to an action-y... Like, really action-driven MMO in some ways in the modern setting. I... But that's also that's kind of the appeal of Warframe, not Warframe, um, Star Citizen to me, because Star Citizen can be a first-person game, like the on-foot stuff can be third-person or first-person, and the ship stuff can be first-person or third-person. It's kind of a player style at that point. I think first-person has, for the ships at least, has a bunch. Of, it has a benefit for both. Like you, you are more precise at that point. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think like limiting it to just first-person is do is being just ingenuous to the other games. I. Everyone has their preference, so don't get me wrong, but... Yeah. I, well, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the third person. I'm just saying as a preference, like, if it's going to be that kind of game, I absolutely very much prefer the first person element of that. Yeah, but, like, most supers in Destiny are third person and stuff like that. Well, yeah, but, like, that's what? Like, a few seconds? Yeah, but most? they're also kind of some of the most iconic parts of that game. you got the Sparrows that are third person. Yeah. Well, like, Sparrows I kind of get. Part of me wishes there was a third-person mode in Destiny. Really? Third-person in Destiny? Like, third-person view? Yeah, I I like the option to swap, I guess. I, like, the reality, too, is like half of that game, a, a chunk of all of these games is kind of a fashion-driven aspect where I'd love to see my guy doing more things. Like, it's... You didn't do as much raiding as I did. Like, the reality is a bunch of, like, the relics. Like, hell, your favorite, your favorite heavy weapon, the sword, is a third-person weapon. Well, that's I like it because it's cheap. Yeah, but my, my point is being that that drops you into third person mode. Yeah, no, I get that. I I like it because it's cheap as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was that was a mechanics thing. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm not saying it's a bad preference. I'm just like, I, you spend more time in third person in that game. I think I realized initially. Like anytime you I mean, carry anything, you're in third person. Yeah, no, I agree. Very much that, but I'm like, yeah, I I think the shifting back and forth makes it more kind of cinematic, but. Well, I agree. It definitely created, gives it a nice cinematic feel, but like the majority of the actual meat of the game is first person, like the actual playing and killing stuff and moving around. Sure, the shooting, yeah, yeah. So, but I prefer more personally. Yeah, like I guess like taking a step back from how exactly you want to play. What would you if and this is kind of armchair developing at this point? Like, if you were designing a perfect one of these games, like what would you aim for? Uh, so for me, first and foremost, first-person shooter. So that's number one. Um, after that, I would say really good story. Um, obviously because it's MMO, so I like to follow up some of the story. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm looking for group system that kind of makes things easier for newer players. I know there's a double-edged sword with, like, you know, a, a, a look, looking for group system, 
game chat. Uh, what else? I'd say maybe like not too crazy in terms of like the ammos. Like you know, you have a fuck ton of different types. Of, like I mean, you have different types of ammos. Like you have your regular, just but is it currently right now? You have your kinetic, right? Like, when we use Destiny as an example, you got three ammos in Destiny. Yeah. So that system, I guess, kind of works. I actually don't mind that ammo system. Uh, I guess I was looking for features I'd really like. I think I'm looking for a group system, an actual in-game chat system, well, which I think now it has. Let me do mine, I guess. Maybe that'll help you iron out yours, because you're kind of yeah. meandering some. I, like, end of the day, what I really want is, like, and like I know it sounds kind of wish like, wishy. I, I want a game that, like, I, I want there to be one game I'm going to play for the rest of time. I know it's not a realistic thing. But like what I've always wanted, like, like as much as I kind of shit talk Star Citizen every once in a while, what I like about that game is it's a world and it's a bit of a living, breathing world. At least kind of what they're aiming for, they managed to pull off so far. And it's one of the few MMOs that says, "Hey, if you don't want to be someone important, you can just go out there and mine or salvage or whatever." And I think that's an important part of, like, it's something I find very appealing the older I get, where it's, like, it's a game about mundane jobs. Like, I, I want, like, whatever this kind of fantastical game is, I want the option out there to kind of be, like, but what if you don't want to be a badass warrior kind of thing? What if you want to be a prospector or something? Something kind of silly like that. But, like, like maybe the powers in Destiny go too far, but I want a game where you feel powerful like if you choose to go down the kind of warrior super soldier path i want you to feel like a warrior super soldier like i use warframe as an example like the amount of gear in that game is impressive and the amount of just like customization you can do with mods and stuff i like that a lot the idea of like if you could give me a game that was like okay so you've like three or four base classes and the classes kind of splinter off based on your play style like if the base of a game was basically like mystic warrior and soldier and warrior was like, Hey, it's a third person character. You use melee weapons and like at level 10, they'll say like, Hey, you're using lots of stealth moves. Do you want to train as an assassin? You get like an active cloak and this, this, and this, and then there's specializations off of that. That'd be something I've been to. Or like, if you start off, you start off with like the soldier class, it's the, that level 10, it goes, Hey, um, so you do lots of sniping. We have a ranger class. Like they're they they have a again they have like, they have an active cloak. They have like a they're in, if they have like massive headshot bonuses, et cetera, et cetera. Or you can go like shock trooper, special forces, and then for like the other option, like, hey, you're playing a mystic. You start off as kind of a mage and a healer, and they go, you like playing support. Have you thought about going down kind of the cleric approach for this and like have it loop back where if you go down like far enough or along a path where it's like, hey, so. You like healing, but you're also like up in it all the time. Have some power armor. Mm. Like I, I want a game that's progression is more driven by how you want to play. Like the the customization, I guess at this point, is what I'm looking for. That none of these games have. Warframe gets close-ish occasionally, but I, like I want a game where it's like okay, so like find a way to mix a game where you have like just basically straight wizard classes like crazy like sword wielding champions and dudes with guns where it's like okay so dudes with guns have like auras and shouts and like ground breaking melee moves but then the guys with guns have i don't know like special tricks and gadgets and it's like okay cool so yeah like they, that guy's a giant axe but it's all he's got so like one of the perks you took as a soldier is your special forces so 
you've like underslung your like machine gun or something with some like crazy hard hitting weapon that like, takes forever to reload. But if you hit something like it, it, when you hit something, it hurts kind of thing. It's a high risk reward. And the rest of the time you're kind of snapping around doing normal Call of Duty stuff. But like in a perfect world, you find a way of balancing it where it's like, yeah, it's Call of Duty. Like the guys that are shooting guns are the weakest, but also they have the most range advantage they're not weakest part of the mystics because the mystics just nuke stuff. But like the balance very much becomes a, depending on your class, you have very specific engagement realms and you really have to kind of commit to that play style. And it's set in a backdrop where it's like, it's like a heavy sci-fi light fantasy thing, kind of like destiny where it's like, we have spaceships and aliens and all that jazz. But then we also have like fucking God powers and devourer worms and, swords okay yeah it's but at the same time like there's a certain level of like hey if you want to get really into piloting the vehicles like a, a game where you can like it's like i don't have any skills in a combat ability like what do you mean oh i picked like the fourth like support class where it's like this the options for that are like pilot slash driver slash mechanic prospect or something where it's like okay so you have a clan and like you have like your five fire team buddies then you have like one person that's stupid good at flying who's like your dropship pilot or something like that's the game i want and it's why star citizens appealing to me because at least what they're trying to aim for is kind of that game minus powers like i like i like powers though like i i know it's asking for the moon at that point too where it's like i want this game that's got this crazy robust mining system and economy but also has like mercenary wars of people throwing like flaming spears at each other and headshotting each other at the same time like i i'm aware of how unrealistic that is but at the same time we keep making games that get closer to that yeah well i mean it's, it's kind of a wish list anyway so it's only a yeah. time but like ima- imagine a game where like you're in a pvp match and someone drops in in like the the I'll call the anthem stuff power armor and the advantage they have is they can have, like, stupid heavy weapons, but they're slow, and because they're in a robot, they can be hacked, and, like, as a PvP, or you know, like, to, as a like as a soldier class, you know to bring, like, a hack knife or something that will temporarily, like, freeze up a power armor, so you throw that at a guy, run over and, like, strap a C4 thing to him and run away blowing him up, but, like, if he caught you in a hallway, you'd be dead because there's no way you can carry a gun that's powerful enough to punch through that, so you have to be kind of cunning about it, but... If you're a mage, you can just like fucking throw lightning at him down a hallway. It's yeah, I I want I, like to really rewind. Like that's why I like the 40k games so much because it's like hey, we got dudes in power armor, that's we're shooting lightning. That's cool, right? That's cool as shit. <laughs> what if we put a demon in this power armor? What if? Just bear with me. Listen to me here. What if we? Yeah, yeah. No, like I like Doom is kind of like I, I like. An MMO version of Doom, the modern Doom, not the original, although I take original Doom too, like the modern Doom, like that, that, like that, like aggressive play style thing. Like if you could find a way to make an action RPG based around kind of that concept, I'd be in. Like I, but again, kind of rewinding back to the Star Citizen-y thing where it's like, hey, so like we have a planet. What's the planet? It's a nature, it's a nature reserve. What do you mean? Oh, it's like a fancy hunting ground for you PvP, for you PvE players. It's just fucking covered in boss fights essentially like all of them are hard and we limit what guns you can take down with you but like you get points or something it's like it's the fucking safari zone from pokemon 
but you're like nuking Godzilla from orbit or something. Huh. I mean, that's why I'm excited about Anthem because they show off enough stuff that's kind of like, like, I, as cool as I think that game is, the the the, the armors, the what are the Jaegers or something like that. What are they called? Javelins. 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 I like they're not what I'm looking for in a game as a player character, but at the same time, like the the to go back to the video for they just put out the 20 minute video. That Colossus has a rail gun and a mortar and like two guns and a super move and a melee weapon and all of those are customizable. Maybe not the melee weapon, but like you can like choose a very specific loadout to your place. If they have another Colossus in that video that's rocking a flamethrower and the that level of customization for like a pretty standard character is really appealing to me and the fact that like they have a combo system where like like you like playing a more traditional MMO character imagine if like in, in the crazy MMO I've described that's totally implausible like the, the the mystic characters played like a more traditional MMO but at the same time like the the gunny characters played like Call of Duty and your melee based characters played like Diablo or something so you kind of now have someone for everything someone for everything everyone mm -hmm. like it's got to be a nightmare to balance but like if you could make that work imagine how cool that would be where like you have some dude just with like a giant axe and a shield taking like tank damage and snipers shooting off random and someone healing him from the back or something like i don't know like it, it feels like we're getting closer to a point where maybe that's possible but i got no clue because mm -hmm. again like i would love to play wow if they put like the fucking Blackrock, uh, a Black Desert Online combat system in it for the Death Knight, like it's the the tab and attack play style is something that increasingly does not appeal to me. Black Desert Online is a bad game, but it's got a really cool combat system for an MMO. Yeah, I remember I watched some of that stuff when it comes to the combat. It looks it's it's sick. I wish that game like gave you more options. Like that game's super limiting, where it's like, hey. Here's your player class. You can't really change the appearance that much, even. Yeah. <laughs> you are very much this class. This class even has a locked... Hell, those classes were gender-specific. Mm-hmm. Which sucked. Well, so I've gone off. Like, I, I, I kind of interrupted you. Have you gotten a chance to kind of collect your thoughts more? Yeah, so... <laughs> I like a lot of the stuff you talked about. Like, hmm. But I guess if we're still going back to, like, what would encompass this, like, loop... Like, Hmm. I like the Destiny system a lot. Yeah. Like, I, I go back and reference it because I very much like and enjoy that system a lot. Um, <clears throat> there were just like, I guess if they had more in-depth stuff when it comes to end game and stuff you can do as a guild that really counts. Because yeah. right now it's just little raids here and there which aren't much for me. I like a lot of the PvE aspect. That's my thing. Like I love doing, like, raids and dungeons and all yeah, that. Yeah, like, what kind of always goes back to is, like, what if Destiny had the scope of PvE content that, like, World of Warcraft had? I would be 100% yeah. in on that. 100%! And that's kind of what I, that, that, that's, that's very much the game I want, where it's like, okay, it's it's a wide open space. You're gonna level slowly. Yeah. Um, I like the idea that you can kind of change up certain ways you play based off like you can have a root class like you have your like you were saying the warrior yeah. your mystic your like rogue or whatever you want to call it like kind of like stuff like that and then you can build off of that kind of like i don't know if you ever played final fantasy 11 yes i played 14 you've got that kind of you can bounce around aspect to it okay well I i'm referencing 11 specifically because 
in 11, you can, uh, you had your main class. And so that was the main one. That's what you leveled up as. And then once you reach a certain point, you can learn a subclass. Oh, yeah. And it very much changed the way you played. Uh, 14 does something similar where you can kind of carry over certain abilities from class to class. And, like, some mm -hmm. of the equipment carries over from class to class. Yeah. But, like, at least the way they had an 11 is you kept your base class. But, like, you, yeah. you were enhanced by your subclass. Yeah. And there was tons of flexibility with that. Because then you can pick some really cool, like, <clears throat> different kind of flavors. And then it just adds more nuance, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll reference something. <clears throat> my uh, my brother-in-law actually has, he has this little mobile RPG game he played. But, like, he was able to combine stuff. Like, he had a uh, an assassin priest. So it was very much like it had a lot of assassin abilities, but also secondary priest-based abilities, which made him really fucking good in that game. So, stuff like that, like being able to flex and really kind of add to your character, I think would be pretty cool, like to be able to combine something like into that. Like, I mean, obviously, Destiny has like <clears throat> your Void Walker, your yeah. whatever they call them, but like, I would say like even a second tier that would kind of be flexible, or even intertwined with some of them, they kind of give you a little more flavor and like a little more panache, I guess is the word I'm looking for, but... <clears throat> I kind of like that customization and being really be flexible with that. Kind of like how like, I've been kind of playing around with, with Divinity. You have that flexibility of depending on how you build up your character. Like you were, you had mentioned something earlier like that too in terms of like, well, you play like this. You want to try doing this stuff? Like that stuff's fun. Um, <clears throat> but I think like the number one thing for me, and now I'm going to go back to it, is just the, the amount of like PVE content available <clears throat> is huge. And the way that it doesn't feel like it's, like, because the thing with like, with Destiny right now, you can get all your stuff done within, like, a few hours, and then that's it. Yeah, and that's where the faction rally stuff, I thought, was actually... They've given you more stuff to grind towards. Like, it takes longer to get everything out of a grind. Yeah. So, other than that, like, that's kind of the main, the main, main thing I'd be looking for, if I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I think that's the biggest element for me. Also, like I said, and I'll say it again... I love first person, so it's got to have yeah. first person element. I think a lot of swap is important. I I don't know. I I think some stuff works better from first person, and some stuff works better from third person. I like you couldn't do the agility stuff you have in Warframe from first person. You'd get sick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's pretty much it on my end. I mean, well, I already mentioned for me the number one thing is it's got to have that first person feel. What would be the number one thing for you? Like the one feature that you want to absolutely have in a well, I mean, first person is nice, but like having strong PvP content is strong for me. Like I would say even above that. So for you, what would be like the number one and number two thing? Um, the thing I always go back to, and it's I I want that star citizen. You don't have to be anyone important. Like that's like you. We can create a bunch of kind of dev developed content for you. Or you could, like, do your own thing. Like, if you want to be out there and doing a miner, you can just go fucking mine and sell it into the economy. Like, I, Eve does this to a certain extent, too, where it's like they have quests in that game, but the majority of it is very player-driven. Like, it's the the game I want is, like, an aggressive... Like, I, I want the, like, megacorp-sized guilds to be, like, galactic forces that, like, can cause problems for people or if they really want they like as long as you're outside of like what i've called like um 
secure space. Like, the, the, the big guilds are a problem. Maybe you have, like, three or four factions that you can, like, link up with that are kind of fictitious guilds. Like, I, I know you have a Union of Outer Systems, you have, like, an Interplanetary Alliance, and then you have, like, a mercenary thing where it's like, okay, yeah, like you, each of these are paths to play the game, and each have their pluses and minuses to them, but, like, it's it's mostly about living in this universe at that point. Like, and we're not going to define what's right. Like, it's the... If you want to find some desolate planet and, like, fucking mine down and just get involved in the economy that comes from, like, settling a planet, go for it. Like, we're going to throw stuff at you that maybe you have to defend the planet from, like, pirates or some other NPC in the game or something or, like, other people rolling up on your stuff. But if you want to do that, go for it. At the same time, I want a game that's like, hey, so, um... We found some, like, dark fucking evil thing under the sands on this planet, and it spits out, like, robot skeletons that are really goddamn hard to kill. We're offered a huge bounty for anyone who figures out what the hell's going on, like, like or just kind of more grounded stuff. It's like, hey, we have this prison planet. There's been an uprising, and we need people to go in and kind of, like, shut this shit down for us. And maybe that kind of builds you stat. maybe that builds you stats with one of the three major factions or something. I don't know, like, I... I want to feel like you live there. And I, like, again, like to go back to Black Desert Online, they have a, you kind of feel like you live in that world. You have a house, you have like an economy based around your house, you have like jobs you care about and stuff. I, I don't know. It's in WoW, you feel like some legendary hero. I want an MMO where I just kind of feel like a dude who's better than, who's better than other people at stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's. I think Destiny comes close to getting the right line, but at the same time, there's also that whole, like, yeah, you maybe are immortal, and this entire world might be Valhalla a little bit kind of situation, which I dig because you're, like, one of the super soldiers. Like, I... Okay, that's the best way of thinking it. Like, the... I want to be a Spartan, not Master Chief. I want to be better than people, but not, like, the pinnacle of humanity kind of thing. And, like, that's, like, in my mind, that's the point of MMOs, but most MMOs don't pull that off so much because of how they work. Uh, second one, customization. Like, if you gave me, if the Division 2 let me do something crazy, like, get really into, like, if I, if I found a gun I really liked, and the game's like, okay, cool, so this gun's only okay, but you can also, like, but it's low enough level that we're gonna give you the option to, like, mod out the parts... Like, you can buy a better barrel, better rifling, better grip, better clips for it, all that stuff. But at the same time, like, or you can just go out and find some, like, fucking epic-ass gun that's opposed to it. Like, both are, progr- both are, like, if you could have a game where it's like, hey, we have this legendary epic shotgun you can find, it's an RNG. Or you can spend the time, like, crafting and finding parts to upgrade this gun you have that you really like into something equivalent... I would be super into that because okay. like, I, I love the idea and like some games have kind of hinted at this or they've like touched on it. The idea of like this weapon is yours. Like it's the like, like in Destiny they have guns that track how many enemies you've killed them and stuff, which is cool. But like imagine if like I, I, I want to feel like if I'm playing the game for five years, and I have my favorite gun where it's like, OK, I'm going to play with some other stuff for a little while. But then, like, the new expansion drops. It's like, okay, it's time to go grab the real gun. Like, it's it's time to go grab the thing we, like, forged a path with before kind of thing. And, like, I guess I want like spill that over to armor some where it's like, okay, have, like, pre-made armor, but let me get my character put, like, a cool-ass coat over it or something where it's like, 
okay, yeah, we're all rocking the Rhino XT3 armor because it's the best armor for this class, but we all don't have to look the same. It's not just color options. It's like, I bought this cool-ass trench coat that fits over the armor, or I chose not to get that armor because I can't wear my cool-ass trench coat, and it's important to me that my character has this cool-ass trench coat. <laughs> Maybe because, like, it's got pockets, which expands my storage capabilities or something, or I can have more gadgets in PvP because I'm just, like, fucking shoving them in pockets in the jacket. I don't know. I Like, you talk about the Matrix Online some where, like, you could make a fairly unique-looking character to a certain extent. I've always been surprised other MMOs haven't taken that. Like, I get it. Like, WoW has polymorphing, but still, there's such a kind of homogenized look to some of that stuff. And, like, it's endgame gear. Endgame gear looks like endgame gear kind of thing. Like, I... I I want the option that was like, okay, I'm wearing like power armor, but also like making a point of wearing a scarf. Why a scarf? Because I want to. Well, yeah, I mean, that customization, though, to be able to have that, I think, is really important because it makes you feel like that's your character. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. I totally feel you on that one. Part of the reason I like the Matrix so much is because it had that functionality of yep. being super like flexible. Yep. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. I, like, it's weird. Like, that mechanically a bunch of games exist that what I want it's the in-depthness they go to where it's like no no like take No Man's Sky take that level of like salvaging and minecraftiness and put it in a better game like put that in Destiny and I would be very intrigued Mm -hmm. like take the open worldness of that game and put it in a better game and maybe it's like oh well that you can't do that but at the same time like maybe you could like, Eve exists. Yeah. Like, Star Wars Galaxies was a thing. Star Wars Galaxies was such an interesting... Yeah, like, I want a good version of Star Wars Galaxies that's got nothing to do with Star Wars, is the real answer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I, I get it. And it makes sense. These are super fucking valid points. Yeah. I totally feel you. No, and I, it's... I, I think they've done a really good job of maintaining WoW. I think where that thing shows its age is in... What like what that game fundamentally is now? Like I, Overwatch has been a giant smashing success, but like, what was Titan? Like, uh, allegedly it was kind of a WoW level thing with guns. What would that have been like? Especially from people that have done WoW, like they know what they're doing. They know how to make an MMO that goes on for, like, what fifteen years? Yeah, well, it's true. They there's a reason they're still so yep. successful. Yeah, I. It's a risk. Like it's again, like it's the all like you can say lots of bad stuff about Star Citizen. It's vaporware. It's a it's a cash grab. Like it's deceiving people. But at the same time, they're fucking taking a risk. They are swinging for the fences on that thing, and they actually kind of have something to show for it. Like you can play Star Citizen right now. Technically, you should not pay money for it, like I have. But at the same time, that game could be something. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, kudos to them for swinging for the fences on that. Yeah. Not taking away anything from them on that. Yeah, like, hell, like, yeah. what Warframe is versus what Warframe was, like, five years ago or longer are night and day. I would not still be talking about Warframe if it was that thing I first played on the PS4. I'm like, this sucks. Why would you play this? Now it's kind of this weird, vibrant, wonderful thing that, is confusing as hell and has some rough edges, but when it works, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling some at this point. <laughs> I think we've kind of gone as far as we can with it, to be honest. Yeah. Like, 
what we want to see. I mean, a lot of it is hopeful at this point, but I mean, it's good to see there's competition coming out for this particular genre. Um, I'm hoping there's kind of a, a an interest that sparks on it, and we get even more innovation and competition with this. Like, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this. So. Yeah, we shall see. And yeah, you got anything else on this or? Nah, I think I've said my piece. Cool beans. Yeah. Well, we have no email this week, but if you wanted to send us an email, Alex, what address would you send that to? Oh, well, that address is very simple, Charlie. That address is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that address again, Alex? Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Down the show notes, spelled as it sounds, etc., etc. That's not totally fair. We did get a couple emails, but it was, hey, you guys are coming back, right? And yes, yes, we're back. We apologize yeah, yeah. for the two weeks and kind of the abruptness of it, but I really did think I was going to be able to pull off at least one guest in that time span. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was a little surprised that, it, that I didn't hear anything about it. Week two, I, like... I, I, I try not to talk about it much, but like I've had some rough shoulder weeks too where it's like I just want to lie on my couch and be in pain for 12 hours this weekend. Gotcha. Oh, I get it. Makes sense. Yeah. It's been interesting, but yeah, I think that about does it for this week. Got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty good. Other than like, uh, I should be starting to stream. Uh, my days for streaming are now changing just because like, there's quiet time hours. Sure. The apartment complex I live in. Wait, so... what? Yeah. What nanny ass state has quiet hours in an apartment building? This one. So, uh, my. Do you have a? Do you have like a dorm parent too or something? Probably. You get this is weird, right? Is it quiet hours is a weird thing? Yeah. Oh. That's like a that's like a college dorm thing. Uh, like a boarding well, school thing. Well, this definitely isn't one of those scenarios. So yeah. Um. Like, what is defined as quiet hours? What are what are the penalties for quiet hours? Uh, somebody wags their finger at you kind of thing, I guess. That is weird. Like, is there someone whose job it is to police quiet hours? Uh, not sure. I really actually don't know. Huh. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I'll be streaming Friday, Saturday, and Sundays now, probably during the midday afternoon stuff. Okay. So, those will be my new hours. I'll, I'll post a tweet at some point, kind of make sure it's out there. But yeah, keep an eye out, folks. I'll be back. <laughs> Yeah, other than that, I, I, that's all I got to plug, other than, you know, my usual. Yep. Online across the board. Yep. Does that do it for this week, then? I think so. I think we're good. You, you can cue us out this time, because cool. I've been the one doing it recently. Cue the metal, then. Right.